the episode you are about to hear was created prior to our rebranding to Foul Play. If you have any information on any of our cases, you can visit us at itsfoulplay.com. about tonight? So tonight we're going to talk about the very first victim of the Redhead Murders, which was the one, the Jane Doe in Wessel County, West Virginia. Uh-huh. And Kayla, um, I remember Alex mentioned to me when I was visiting the school that you actually have family that live in the area that she was found in. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Hmm. How close does your family live to where she was found? Um. Well, my aunt and uncle live about an hour away. So I had uh, my cousin take me up there to where they think that she was found. And that was not far from Littleton, West Virginia, right? Yeah, it's about the same place. Where she was last seen, though, in Wheeling is about an hour and 45 minutes from Littleton. West Virginia, right? Yes. Right. Um, So, I mean, you said you went to where she was found. Like, do you think you were right at the spot? I'm not sure because Route 250 is, like, pretty large. Mm -hmm. And it goes through both Littleton and Wheeling. So, it could be anywhere on that stretch of road. Mm Mm-hmm. Shane, have you visited yep. that site? Have you been there? No, this is the only one that I've not been to yet, mm-hmm. uh, mainly because it's east and all the other ones are more in the south. April 26, 1985, Littleton, West Virginia. It has been over two years since the nude body of an unidentified woman was found along Route 250 near Littleton, West Virginia and just across the Greene County border. Police still do not know the identity nor the cause of death. However, there is now speculation the incident may be connected with a series of baffling homicides known as the Redhead Murders. Between 6 and 11 women may have been the victims of a serial killer who apparently preys on prostitutes, hitchhikers, or those without family ties. Many of the victims have red or reddish hair. This local victim, discovered in early February 1983, was between 35 and 45 years old, with a cesarean scar. She was 5 feet 6 inches tall and weighed about 135 pounds. She had auburn hair and her toenails were painted orange. An autopsy failed to determine the cause of death, but police believe she was strangled. Law enforcement officers from five states met this week in Nashville, Tennessee to review cases in their jurisdictions. Six women have been found along interstate highways in Pennsylvania, Mississippi, Kentucky, Arkansas, and Tennessee. 
all of the women were either strangled or suffocated, and their identities remain a mystery. Trooper Norman Wood of the West Virginia State Police, stationed at 100 West Virginia, told the Observer reporter Thursday there could be some connection with the two-year-old case he has been investigating. Wood plans to contact authorities in Tennessee and exchange information. According to David Davenport, an agent with the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation, the latest victim was found April 1st when a red-headed corpse was recovered along Interstate 75 outside Corbin, Kentucky. The area, the locals said, was known for um, a place where people would dump trash because it was easily accessible um, as just a quick way to stop and drop. Mm -hmm. But when you look at the, when you look at Route 250, um, if you're looking at it from a map, and of course, there's one on uh, our website where we place all of the locations where the Jane Doe's were found. Um, mm -hmm. Of course, when you're looking at all of the victims that we have, uh, that we believe is a part of this murder, this one is more northeastern, um, whereas the other ones are southern Kentucky and in Tennessee, and of course, mm -hmm. Memphis, Arkansas, or West Memphis. But um, when you're looking at this one, for a lot of people, it's easy to dismiss that they may believe that a trucker could not travel uh, Route 250, just because it's very windy, it looks like. Um, uh -huh. When you're looking at the map, it doesn't look like any of the other interstates that the mm -hmm. trucker we know traveled. Um, mm -hmm. That was one conversation I remember Alex mentioning that Kayla being, uh, having family in that area. Uh, Kayla, you actually asked your family about this. Is that right? Yeah, when I asked my cousin about it, she said that... Um, Back then, like in the 80s, that Route 250, even though it was curvy and, um, like, it had a lot of dark hollows that hardly anybody lived on. So, houses were, like, spaced out far apart. Mm -hmm. So, um, truck drivers would usually use that road if they were trying to stay away from weight stations. And that way they oh. wouldn't have to be inspected. So, if they were hauling something mm -hmm. overweight or illegal, they would use that back road to avoid being caught. Wow. So that's a known thing. Is that correct? Like it happens. Yeah. You're not just speculating. No, like she said that that's how it used to be. Cause I think that she knew some people that had done that or like knew of people that had done that. Mm -hmm. So is there like a, a freeway nearby that is a straight, shot but would include the way stations is there one that truckers who were going to use the way stations would have used or are they all kind of curvy in there i'm not exactly sure but i do know that that connects to i'm pretty sure it connects to an interstate so mm -hmm. you wouldn't have to use that road right that's that's right. correct there's there's interstate 77 and interstate 79 that okay. would allow you to go around Route 250. Um, uh -huh. However, as Kayla mentioned, there that route would allow you to bypass the toll, um, as well as the way station. But also keep in mind that the victim that was found, 
around Barberville, Kentucky, um, because of them taking uh, the route or the interstate, excuse me, the highway that she was found on, which was 25E, that also prevented that person from taking 75 South, which then would have been mm -hmm. a way station um, as you're right. getting into Tennessee. Uh -huh. So that also fits with, you know, what happened to the victim right. in Barberville. Um, okay, is she? Is this the first one? Is this the first yeah, one is, ever of the six? This is the very, this is the very first one of the six that we can link uh, to uh -huh. these murders. Um, okay. She she was murdered, I believe, a year or two prior to the other one. However, okay. um, a little outside of the uh, age range for the other one, she was a little older, and. I believe that I believe the police at the time believed that she had been kept um, longer mm -hmm. than the other ones were. Mm -hmm. So, Shane, um, is this the one that the couple found bones, or did they actually find her body? They found her body. They thought that it was a mannequin. They thought it was, was what? A mannequin. Oh, oh, that's creepy. Right. So. Maybe she hadn't been out there very long, correct? Uh, if I remember correctly, they, they estimated that she had been dead for at least two days um, before uh -huh. she was sent to that location. Uh -huh. um, from, from, the, from the notices and the things that you can read from the police officers, it seems that they believe that uh, the person that, that had her um, had her for at least two days. Um, uh -huh. and, and traveling with her deceased for two days before mm -hmm. dumping her at that location. Of course, there was snow on the ground, so that would have prevented some of the decomposition, but she right. didn't have that uh, readily available. So that's what mm -hmm. led them to believe that she had been kept in the truck for two days. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What's this um, situation in the nearest town? Do they know anything about, like, I mean, in Barberville, everybody kind of, you know, took care of the person that needed the funeral. But you, have you found anything like that or been able to talk to anybody that was involved? I tried to look up a few different people, like officers that were involved. I found uh -huh. an article from a newspaper like two years after the murder um, telling people if they had any tips or knew anybody that was missing for that amount of time to let a certain officer know, but I couldn't track down the officer. Mm -hmm. And my family, I had no idea about it. So okay. it's kind of like a story that's lost contact right. with people nowadays. Sure. I will also add that there, is, there isn't much uh, in the way of cities around that area. Um, uh -huh. There's a small town called Littleton, and it, okay. it just looked like a pretty rural area. Littleton is so small. Like, I went through Littleton to get to this um, Route 250, and we stopped, and you can literally take a picture of the whole town. Well, I like, guess in that's just one picture. Littleton, little town, huh? <laughs> yeah. And they really? say that, like, they say nowadays that it's got like a lot of drug activity and stuff in it. And if that's uh -huh. been around for years, then it's no wonder that people around there like didn't really report anything other than seeing like a man. And that was like, it just said that a resident reported seeing a white male 
at the dump site, but that could have been anybody. Mm-hmm. And what's the situation with truck stops nearby? Were there any? Do you know of? Um, I'm not sure. Just because, like, the town's kind of changed since then. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure that we could look it up and find some. All right. Shane, do you know of any in Littleton? I don't know of any along that area. Um, there may have been some outside of it, but there wouldn't have been one close to where she was found. Um, when, when, you're, when you're looking at how long he, he would have kept her in the truck, this may have very well been his first victim, as we believe. So what may have happened is he may have had this idea to where he was going to try to dump her far away from where he, he may have picked her up. Right. But for, for whatever reason, he may have decided to go ahead and leave her there, whether or not he had to go over a pole and then decided that, you know, it would be safer to leave her. Or, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if you've ever experienced a decomposing body, but they start to decompose rather quickly, which causes a very bad smell. So maybe uh-huh. that started a process that he wasn't expecting, and that may have right. caused him to drop her there. Um, right. You know, it, it would be hard to to say. Uh-huh. Unless if he was a trucker with a refrigerated truck. This is very true. If he uh, had a refrigerated truck, he could have had her for a while. Right. Um, what do you guys think about the idea that, okay, let's say this was the first one, right? And then the rest of them were all pretty much like in the Tennessee, Kentucky area, right? Except for this one? Correct. Is that correct? So what, yeah. if, he li- what if he lived in West Virginia? And I thought about that too. You know, maybe because- like he did, yeah, he did this and then like, you know, we don't know how weird he was, but what if he decided that, hmm, well, if I start trucking, then I can pick up a lot of people along the way. Like, the first one can always be really unique. Is that, isn't that correct, Shane? Yes. And, it's, and does the first one usually set a pattern? Or would he, like, okay, well, I'm satisfied with this. Now I'm going to think about how I can do this other places and get away with it. Because if he keeps doing it near where he lives, they're going to find him. Right. I I wonder if that area may have been um, a place that he lived or used to live. Um, Uh Maybe he knew this lady. And I also read, like, on some web sleuth, like some off website, I read that they last saw her at a bar in Wheeling, West Virginia. And they're not sure if she was like a customer there or a bartender. Oh. So somebody I don't know saw, saw the woman. They think that they did. Okay. And where they would have seen her is about an hour and 45 minutes away from Littleton. Mm-hmm. So it would make sense if he like, if he lived around there, he could keep her for two days and then dump her somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you, when it's his very first one, he may not have taken the same precautions as he did later on. 
Um, mm -hmm. It's possible that once he killed this woman, that he felt more comfortable with it. Um, a little time went by, and he realized that he got away with it. And maybe he thought that, um, you know, that if he if he switched to a different area, um, possibly because he started a new trucking, um, working for a new trucking base out of uh, the Tennessee area, that mm -hmm. they would never link this. Um, you, you can see in the pattern that how 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 much of a distance there was between that first victim and the second. It was, I believe, more than a year. But what's mm -hmm. weird is uh, you see a year kind of be the standard for the first three victims, where there's a there's a, about a year distance between them. But the mm -hmm. last three all happen within a month. Within a month? Yes. Okay, so what do you guys think of the idea that maybe this first person was somebody he knew that the like killing her was a personal issue, not just opportunity, because maybe she is the redhead that he was pissed off at. And after he did away with her, then he decides he's got this issue with redheads and she's gone. So he's got to find, you know what I mean? Like she might be the reason rather than being an example of, do you understand what I'm saying? Like she might be the, his original yeah. redhead. Yeah. So for a lot of times when you're looking at people who start murdering groups of people, uh, there's something that sparks it. Um, a lot of people can assume that maybe it was his mom or a girlfriend or wife that fit this description that he felt a hatred towards, and that's why he targeted these specific types of women. Of course, mm -hmm. we know that he also targeted um, prostitutes. Uh, so it's it's very possible that this first woman was someone that he may have hired before, or mm -hmm. assuming that it was an addiction for him to continue to go to her for her services. And okay, then maybe that, that's kind of what started the hatred. Okay, was she a prostitute? They believe that she was. Um, okay. What, what you can also uh, take away from the first victim is that if, if this was true, if he did personally know her and that was the reason he killed her, uh, was because of his anger. It's possible that once he killed her, he realized that that didn't satisfy the hunger that he had. Right. So, so that may have been the, the sparking of, of him okay. feeling like he needed to take that anger out on other women that right. reminded, reminded him of her. Right. Okay, so she's like the template, kind of. Very possible. Okay. I found that article I was telling you all about. Can you kind of summarize what it says? Um, yeah, it's basically, it's from April 26th of 1985, and it's trying to connect this, um, our Wessel County victim with the other redhead murders, huh. and it basically just says that they're still trying to identify her and, like, give the summary of the redhead murders, give the summary of her, and then, um, give this officer's name, it's Trooper Norman Wood. And he was located in 100, West Virginia, which is right out of Littleton. Um, he was the main investigator on it. So it gives, like, a phone number to call 
for him if you have any tips on it. Uh-huh. I'll send it to you right now. What's his last name? Wood, W-O-O-D. Yes, and I did find um, a doctor. He's in, he's in Washington now, and in his bio on the website that I looked up, it does say that he's a former uh, West Virginia state trooper. So it seems like it could be the oh, same guy. Absolutely. He's a doctor? Yeah, he's a doctor now. That's interesting. I don't think I know any cops that became doctors. <laughs> huh. Yeah, it sounds like that would have to be him, don't you think? Yeah, it has a few numbers, but, like, it doesn't have an email for him, so I haven't gotten uh-huh. to, like, contact him yet. Right. But maybe if you guys want to do that, you can. So far, no contact has been returned from Dr. Norman Wood. Kayla, when you visited 250 around that area, did it look like a place that truckers could travel with it being so windy? Um... Well, to me, it didn't, but with what uh, my cousin said about how, you know, truckers could, could navigate that road and they had, it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. Like, it wasn't as curvy as I thought it would be. And I think that if you, like, knew what you were doing, that you could probably make it through there. The town that she was referring to uh, where they believe they saw her is all the way north on 250. Okay, that um, Littleton is the town or Wheeling? Littleton is the town near where she was found. Wheeling okay. is the town where there was a witness that said that they saw her. Okay. Is that witness still living? Do we know? No idea. I don't even know that they named them. Okay. Yeah, in the, in like the little thing that I read, it didn't have any name. It just said a witness. The person who spotted the male around the dump site, they were never identified either. Like, nobody ever said who they were. Huh. So it's kind of like we have these witnesses, but we can't get in contact with any of them because their right. names were never released. And are there any other names of um, police officers or people from that um, article that you can see? Um, in the article, I see the name David Davenport. He was at the TBI. But looking looking at where the witness said that they saw her uh, in Wheeling, there are so many different, better ways to travel as a semi-driver. So speaking to Kayla, it definitely makes sense that he's trying to bypass either being a weed or a tow uh, or a toll, just because the only direction that 250 will take you to is toward Fairmount, um, south of Morgantown. Uh-huh. But as a semi-driver, it would be so much easier to stay on the interstate, and it wouldn't have taken uh-huh. down them down that path. Uh-huh. What happens when you pull into a way station? Do either of you know? When you pull into a way station, my understanding is that uh, you'll be pulling up and they're going to wait what you have, and they may ask questions like what you're hauling. But in certain situations, they couldn't inspect, you know, what you have. Um, 
So it's going to be a risk for them if they're if they're hauling a body because of course these yeah. are locations where there could also be police uh-huh. randomly inspecting these trucks or um, this is a chance for people to see him. So it's just a huge risk that that they would be taking. Right. Huh. And let's just say, theoretically, it was a refrigerated truck, and he's got her in the back there with, you know, frozen hamburger patties. They're going to see her, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Especially if if he's... Okay. So we could assume that for a few days before um, she was found, that he was traveling with her in his truck. Sure. So well, it could have been anywhere. Could have been anywhere. Two days. Very from- possible. However, um, don't forget that it, we have to also take into consideration the witness that believed they saw her in wheeling. Now, right. we, we can't, you know, contact that witness again to verify if it was an accurate, you know, spot of yeah. her or if it was just someone who thought, oh, I think I saw someone who looked similar. Um, uh-huh. We don't know the details behind the sighting. Uh-huh. So it's, I, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm just not sure if, if, right. that, if it's a very accurate, Eyewitness uh-huh. or not? Does this uh, victim have like a name, um, like you know Jane Doe number one or anything like that that we can find other stuff about her? Shane, have you found yes. much about yeah. her? She is. Her name is given as Wessel County Jane Doe. <laughs> 